Chapter 18 Ebenezer Harold, Anne, Phyllis and Jack travelled to Sydney in December 1938 and moved into a house in Enfield. Phyllis left home to attend Avondale College. Harold's work involved following up interests from the radio church, coalporter work and lay work, as well as attending to some pastoral duties. When names and addresses were handed to Harold and his colleagues, in almost every case arrangements were made for Bible studies in the home. This meant that Harold continued doing a good deal of his work in the evenings when families were together. In August 1939, in a brief report entitled Ebenezer, which means hitherto the Lord has led us, one of Harold's favourite bylines, Harold informed the readers of the Australasian record that those who had been sent Bible studies on request were the most advanced in their understanding. In one such case, the team of workers found a mother and daughter already keeping the Sabbath when they visited. Another eight had accepted the Adventist message and a further eight were deeply interested. Harold continued his report with these words. In writing this brief report, we should like it to be understood that we take no credit, but are merely grateful of entering into other men's labours and sharing the results with those who so kindly handed us the names. Thus is proved the truth of the words of the Apostle Paul, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Soon the war on Europe cast its long shadows over the world. Harold also experienced some troubles of his own in Sydney. Alighting from a tram on the wrong side and taking a shortcut across the road outside Burwood Station, Harold was struck on the hip by the sidecar of a motorbike and knocked to the ground. Anne and her mother Hannah arrived at the station just after the accident to see a man lying on the road receiving attention. When they came closer, they realised that it was Harold. The ambulance took Harold to the Western Suburbs Hospital in Liverpool Road. X-rays were taken, but did not reveal any fractures. He was discharged from hospital the next morning, very bruised and limping, but otherwise unhurt. For a number of weeks, Harold received treatment at the Sydney Sanitarium and Hospital. He realised that his own carelessness could have cost him his life. It was a serious reminder that he must not presume upon God's protection or put others at unnecessary risk. He determined to be more careful in future. Although no bones were fractured in the accident, Harold continued to experience problems with his hip. Previously, he damaged the cartilage in a knee, alighting from a tram as it was stopping. And although the problem with his knee eventually disappeared, he retained a slight limp from the mishap outside Burwood Station. By mid-1940, the extensive interest awakened by the Advent Radio Church occupied most of Harold's time as he visited and studied with listeners. A baptism was planned. Harold also took time to write. Many of his evangelistic addresses were published, but now he focused on brief studies from the Bible and the writings of Sister White. Each had a practical Christian message. There were studies on the importance of proper Sabbath observance and tithing, our duty to the poor and needy, our influence, the danger of erroneous ideas, and the sin of covetousness. The family moved from Enfield to 59 Homebush Road, Strathfield, in 1940. The house was owned by a politician, Mr Affleck, and was quite spacious, with a central passageway running the length of the house, with many adjoining rooms. It was here on January 23, 1941, that Harold married Phyllis to Lance Keith Frost. Phyllis met Lance at Avondale College 
and he was working at the Kurumbong factory of the Sanitarium Health Food Company at the time of their marriage. The reception was also held at the house, with many relatives and friends in attendance. Not long after, Harold visited the sanitarium factory at Lewisham to conduct morning worship. He mentioned that he had a room to let. A young employee approached him in relation to the room. She was living at Warunga and wanted to be closer to work. Her name was Donelda McConaughey. Donelda moved into the room at 59 Homebush Road. At the time, Raymond was living at home. He worked at the defence factory at Redfern, which made bodies for international trucks, ambulance bodies and gun carriers for the army. Raymond was working in a protected industry and was exempt from army service. Before long, Raymond was showing a romantic interest in Donelda. Harold continued his work through 1941 as war raged in Europe, moving around Sydney with his gold railway pass, which gave him unrestricted travel on the railway network to visit those interested listeners who had requested contact. Harold studied and prayed with these people answering questions and showing an interest in their lives and welfare. If there were children in the family, he always had a little gift for them, usually a piece of fruit or a similar treat. Children were attracted to him and he always encouraged older children to read Bible texts for him to keep their interest. It had been that way throughout his ministry. At the South New South Wales conference session in September, Harold was confirmed as radio missioner the pastor of the Advent Radio Church was Pastor Walter Batty, Harold's assistant at Hampton and Hamilton, Victoria, almost 20 years before. Pastor Batty was to conduct a mission at Concord before the end of 1941. His lady Bible instructor was Sister Elsie Moran, who had worked with Harold on the Concord mission in 1930. Harold was delighted to be closely associated with Walter Batty again. The two men were close enough for Walter to name a son after Harold's son, Raymond. The beginning of the Pacific War in December 1941 increased the manpower requirements for the Australian Army and Raymond was drafted into the Army a few days before his marriage to Donelda McConaughey, which took place on May 19, 1942, Raymond's 21st birthday. Harold conducted the ceremony at the Ashfield Church and the reception was held at 59 Homebush Road. On the evening of May 31, Raymond and Donelda were on a ferry on Sydney Harbour they were unaware, as were the other passengers, that a Japanese mini-submarine was in the harbour, having breached harbour defences. Just after midnight, the submarine fired a torpedo at the USS Chicago, an American cruiser moored in the harbour. The torpedo missed the USS Chicago, but struck the HMAS Cuttable, a converted Sydney ferry, resulting in the deaths of 19 Australian and two British sailors. Not long after this incident, Raymond went to Queensland with the 111th Transport Unit. Danelda moved to Queensland to be closer to Raymond. A baptism was held around this time at the Ashfield Church for those regular listeners of the Advent Radio Church who had been prepared for baptism by Harold. Those baptised were united with four of the Sydney churches. Subsequently, others made their decisions to be baptised and Harold continued to work with them. One day, Harold received a letter from a soldier in the Australian Army. He did not know the sender, but after opening and reading it, his memory stirred. Listen to this, Anne, he said excitedly. Do you remember the time at the Leichhardt Mission in 1929, when at his mother's request I anointed the young man with epilepsy? Yes, I do, replied Anne. Well, this letter is from that young man. He thought that he should write and tell me that God did heal him, 
and that he has not had one seizure since that night. Isn't that wonderful? Yes, it certainly is wonderful, Anne agreed. God loves to reward a mother's faith. On June 26, 1943, the Dremoyne Church members in Sydney attended church on one of the coldest days in years. That day they were to take up a paper offering to swell the building fund. Harold had suggested the paper offering. There were 20 adults present and 39 pounds were required to reach the aim of 100 pounds set for the year ending June 30, 1943. The aim for the day was 50 pounds. It seemed that their faith would be stretched to breaking point. Harold spoke on the depth of the sacrifice of Christ for each one present. Brother Eric Hon also encouraged the church members. When the offering was taken, the deacon reported 50 pounds and one shilling had been given. There were some tears as the congregation sang, Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Before the Sabbath ended, an additional five pounds was received from a member of another congregation. On Sunday, September 3, 1943, a day set aside by the Commonwealth Government as a special day of thanksgiving to God for his mercies through four years of devastating war, Harold conducted a noteworthy baptismal service in the Warunga Church. The day before, Harold rang Pastor A.W. Knight, his longtime associate in the ministry, to ask if the church could be made available after the public meeting that had been appointed for Sunday. The baptism was for two American merchant seamen, George E. Wickenburg of Los Angeles and Adam Strammel of Kansas. George Wickenburg had been a member of one of the Californian churches some years ago, but departed from the faith. His faith revived while he was traveling in his ship in the South Pacific, and he desired to return to the church. He had interested his Catholic friend Adam in his faith and procured for him a copy of Steps to Christ. Through reading that little book, Adam Stramel embraced the Adventist faith. After the baptism, the two seamen were received into church fellowship by members of the Warunga Church. Harold received a letter written from Los Angeles by George Wickenburg on January 21, 1944. It began, I have been home now a month and have been quite busy with my home folks. We had quite a time of it when we were in New Guinea last trip. I wish I could tell you all about it in this letter. I know that the brethren have remembered me in their prayers. We had some very close calls, being bombed six times, but none of us was hurt. I am thankful to our Father for his watchful care over us. He added that Adam had travelled east from San Francisco to Kansas and that he had not heard from him since. He concluded the letter, I told the folks at our church how kind you have been to us and they were happy to hear of the earnest efforts of the brethren in Australia in winning souls and helping our boys in every way they can. I sent my tithe in through the Union Conference for the Warunga Church. I expect to be leaving soon again and I hope it is for Sydney for I should like to see you again. God bless you all and your loved ones. Not long after, Harold received a letter from Adam Stramel who wrote from Salt Lake City and enclosed a substantial sum of money in returning to God his first tithe. Meanwhile, Harold and Anne visited Victoria for a holiday in 1943. Anne's brother Peter died in January 1943, and Harold and Anne felt that it was a good time to visit Victoria. While they were away, Donelda came back from Brisbane to care for Jack at Harold and Anne's request. Raymond had been in North Queensland and had returned to Sydney to embark for Papua New Guinea in late 1943, serving with the 1st Australian Bulk Petroleum Unit. The unit refuelled boats for the Australian Navy and Air Force in Port Moresby. Raymond repaired fuel lines and had his own welding shop. 
At this time, a number of Seventh-day Adventist missionaries had returned to Papua New Guinea. They were evacuated early in 1942 when the Japanese threatened Papua New Guinea. One of these missionaries, Pastor C.E. Mitchell, related to Raymond an amazing story involving Pastor Harker's ministry to his wife in Sydney several years before and prior to the evacuation from Papua New Guinea. 